And finally, welcome back to a long-awaited episode of the Brain Leaf Podcast. I'm joined by Thomas and Joe. Tom's on his PTO elsewhere uh, again. Um, it's been a while. We're back. Um, heavy news day, so let's just get right into it, shall we? Um, let's start with the man who just got paid, William Nylander, 11 and a half, eight-year deal to stay in Toronto. I personally thought he was going to go, but Thomas, we'll start on your end. Thoughts on the deal? Happy? Ha- are you happy it got done? A little disappointed with the number. Uh, give us all the details. Yeah, when did it happen? Last Tuesday or Monday? Uh, Monday. It was, I think it was Monday. Monday. Yeah. 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 Like Monday um, morning. I think Friedman sort of talked about it the Sunday, so it was kind of expected. But uh, yeah, eleven point five for the next eight years, Russo. Like you just said to me, how do you feel? I'm glad he's still a Maple Leaf. Um, but at the end of the day, when we talk about these guys getting these monster deals here, unfortunately, it's not about the player; it's about the contract and what did they get. And that's what the that's what the talk is about here uh, with this guy. Um, a lot of money tied into four guys, as we all know it, and that was said. When Navarra signed here, a lot of money tied up. Marner got his extension. There's a lot of money tied up then, and now there's even more now. Um, we understand that the cap is going up. It's not going that, that up that much where you can put together a competent lineup. Um, and unfortunately here, you're kind of retracting and you're doing the same thing over and over again when you get into the playoffs. If the top four guys don't score, you're screwed. And unfortunately, when it goes comes to next year, if your top four guys don't score, you can't even have enough money to you have enough money to afford guys in free agency or at the deadline next year to even get help if there is help to be needed with this team because there's always the depth issues we talk about the defenseman they need with the right-handed shot a goalie maybe in there. I have no clue how these guys are going to be able to do this with this contract. It's just it's never been done before. Four years ago, five years ago, when we heard about the four guys being paid that much, and it's now even more money locked into four guys. I'm not sure if this team ever will win a Stanley Cup with that deal. Like it's just, it's just how it is. It's that's reality. Like it's never been done before, and there's a lot of money tied up. I don't know how much percentage of these guys take up the cap, but it's got to be a hell of a lot of money. But I want to get your thoughts about your your thoughts about William Nealer's contract and deal. Yeah, so like the the fact that they could have signed and bit the bullet and signed him for ten in the summer, mm-hmm. which is, is reportedly what was being asked. I don't know if that's true or not, but that they didn't want to go there because all these reports were like they don't want to go to double digits. That's what all these reports were like oh, yeah. going like in the summer, and then obviously he has by far the best start of his career. Um, the first like 35, 40 games. And put them in a really tight spot that you had to basically resign them because you're in a competitive window. You can't just trade them away. He's too good of a someone that could trade away. Um, and like the contract's just a lot. Like he's a good player, but that I don't think he's worth eleven and a half because there's times and you've already seen it since he signed it. He has zero points the last three games. Like <laughs> then he had San Jose at like twenty points or whatever in like two games, but. He he's a great player, and when he's going, he's going. He's probably some him and Matthews like the best players on the team when he's going. Um, but it's just like you said, like it's 
it's never been done this contract and like next year they're they're not even going to field a competitive roster like zero you're gonna have two goalies making less than a million in wool and i guess it'll be or some guy in a pto 900k like jones is this year your defense is not already very not good and brody's up and you got other guys that are up um and like basically whoever signs next year i'm pretty sure is like McCabe and Riley, like the only guys signed on D next year, like uh, maybe Lilgren, but and then forward wise, you have a bunch of guys that Trilliving brought in on one year deals. They're all expiring. I assume I honestly all of them are probably gone, to be fully honest. Um, maybe one comes back, like Domi or something, maybe who knows? But just the depth's terrible. Um, they have no one coming up really. Like they have Mitten and Cowan, and that's it. And there's that's a I long still, time away though. Yeah. yeah, like Cowan especially, like Min maybe next year has another good cam, maybe could break the opening ro- roster and play like he did this year, but like a little bit better, maybe stay. Nyes honestly has not been like as productive. Like he's been yeah. okay, but he's not been as productive. And he was supposed to be like this big, you know, top six left winger that they've been missing. He hasn't been that. He's been okay, but like points wise, just he's not there at all. He's worse than Slavkovsky, I think, at this point. But um yeah, just the, the the roster, like, next year especially. Like, it's going to be no roster. They're going to have five guys making, like, over $50 million of, like, the cap. Like, I, I just don't understand how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, I agree with both of your points, honestly. I've always been... You love Nylander. That's not a yeah, secret. He's, he's, yeah, he's a great player, and I think yeah. out of the four, he's easily the second best. I think he... Yeah, I agree. I'm not a Martyr fan, clearly. Even though, yeah, his point totals are having better than Nylander. I've always been, though, someone who said, pay your stars. If you have to overpay, you overpay. And then it's the GM's job to figure out how to fill out the rest. Right? I would have been okay with the Flames giving Kachuk and Gaudreau both $11 million, You know, two years ago, whatever, to keep them. And then it would have been Tree Living's job to fill out the rest. The problem is, do you trust Brad Tree Living to try and fill out the rest of the roster? I know I don't. Because look at what he did this past offseason. What was it? $20 million he spent in hmm. Camp, Domi, Bertuzzi, Reeves, Klingberg, like all those guys he brought in. And out of all those, how many of those have been good? Maybe just Domi? I was going to go zero, but sure. Like maybe I was going to say Martin Jones. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but, like, that's the problem. And it's crazy to me. Ele- like, no, I don't think anyone would have thought 11 and a half for Nylander. And maybe on the market. May- but even on that's market, like, I was yeah. thinking, like, 10. I agree. Like, my, my whole thing is, you're paying Nylander 11 and a half to be the player he's been through the first 30 games. Good point. What's Nylander's career high in points? Assuming he breaks it this year. It's 87, right? Like 87. Last year. Yes. Like that's so not 11.5. So basically <laughs> 11 and a half. You're hoping he's going to be a hundred points every single year from now until he's 36. Is he going to be a hundred points? No. He might never get he, it this year. He like yeah he uh, he would have to go through a hell of a slump to yeah, I think he's, to not he might, get there he probably get there gets there this year. this year but the issue is going forward do you see this guy being a hundred points every year 
it's tough. Like he could be, he has all the skill in the world to do, to do it, but you're paying him to be that. You're not like if he, if they had him at nine, nine and a half, even 10, you can live with him being a 40, 90 point guy. You can live yeah. with that. The problem is they're paying him to be Austin Matthews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're paying him to be David Pasternak. Mm-hmm. He's not David Pasternak. The Leafs have now. Yeah. I want to check that out. contract <laughs> kicks in next year. Get my computer a second to load. Matthews will be number one on the list. Marner comes in at. He'll be tied with Carlson. So fifth. Highest paid player. They got Tavares at eleven, and then obviously got Marner at 10-9. Man, that's 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 four guys in the top ten. They haven't done a damn thing yet. <laughs> yeah, like we talk about Ottawa all the time. Oh, they oh. gave all their guys eight years. Like, yeah, the Leafs are kind of in the same boat. Like they're making the playoffs at least, but yeah, that's going to be their problem moving forward. And Joe, like you said, depth is going to be. Like they're going to need a lot of guys on entry level to make an impact. Is Nyes better than what he is? Probably. He's still young. He could probably use AHL time, if I'm being honest. Robertson, who the hell knows what that kid is? Like Minton, I don't see him as more than a third line two way guy. Cowan, same thing. They don't, and like Joe, you said it, they don't have anyone coming. You know? Unfortunately, that's the reality of when you've been a top team for so long, you do drain out mm-hmm. your picks and your prospects. Like, understandably, if you're trying to win, you're not you're not keeping everybody, you're moving guys. But mm-hmm. that's the the dilemma Bradshaw Living's gonna have to deal with is how do I build a team around having four guys all making above eleven million dollars? <laughs> it's and like I don't mean to always bring it back to this, but how in the world are they not getting any of their guys to take even a little bit of a pay cut? Like, not even a... Like, a Tavares, is one, Tavares is one thing. He was UFA. He did take less to go to Toronto. I'm not putting that Tavares signing on anybody. Like, that was fine at the time. I don't think anyone would have disputed it at the time, right? Everyone was pumped. No. So, mm-hmm. but the Marner one was bad. We know it was bad. The... Matthew's one you have to pay him. You just wish you got more term. Right. And to be fair, you've been getting a discount with Nylander for the past six years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, at the end of the day, I'd rather keep my starters. But yeah, it's it's just going to be difficult to try and it, again, if it's Dubis, I would have trusted him to bring in guys that he like, he found guys like he found guys on cheap deals to come in and produce. I don't trust Trey Loving to do that. Russo, it's not even. I don't. It's. I don't even. I don't even know. If trust is the word I would use. Like he's handcuffed now. Like what the fuck is yeah. he supposed to do? <laughs> well, it's like yeah. one Calgary. Like he didn't. In, in the ten years he was there, he didn't bring in anyone on like this. Like no, he there was never a guy he brought in through free agency. And you went, wow, like he got this guy for nine hundred k and he has sixty <laughs> points this year. Like that never happened. It was all, the one good free agent signing he had was like Derek Ryan, but he was like a three million dollar fourth line center. <laughs> So it's tough. I guess we'll see, but that's a job Tree Living's gonna have to do, and he's gonna have to get the work. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, to both of your points, though, yeah, it's it's a lot, and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone at the beginning of the year would have expected eleven half. 
for Nylander. Yeah. The only thing I will say To me, especially after the Matthews deal, I was like, no way he gets that much. But here we are. And he went off, yeah. The only thing I will say, like, okay, Trilliving so far, he's made a lot of very questionable signings. However, he walked into that team Mm -hmm. with saying, okay, you got to sign basically the best player in franchise history right now. As soon as you walk in, you have to extend him immediately. Then you have his buddy who's going to be a UFA at the same summer already with walking with that. He also walks in with absolutely zero assets to use because Doobie's been spending them for the last three to four years getting rentals, which is what you should do if you yeah. want to have your team win. I, there's nothing wrong with that, but they have literally nothing. Like they, I don't think they have their first this year. I don't know. They, they have, no, they like have multiple their seconds. This, okay. Oh, they have their first this year. They? I, don't I, actually, know. I don't know. I'll They've had it. like multiple second round picks like mm-hmm. traded away. It's just like, it's a bad situation to walk in. He's not obviously wasn't in the organization. Oh, and then you had to potentially have a, a coach that was on the last year of his deal. So he had to extend him as well, just for job security reasons. Like I'm not really defending him, but he walked into a pretty tough situation considering the the fact that he had, you know, he had to trade Kachuk cause he wanted out and then Goudreau walked and then the next, basically two years later, he's like, okay, you have to sign the best player in Leafs history. And then Nylander, like, so there, it really wasn't a win-win right now. But the free agent signings that he made were not good. But at least, like, they have LTIR that they're using right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's space available to add, but you don't have that many assets to add if you, unless you want to spend another first-round pick. Like, mm-hmm. is this the team to do that uh, with? Like, are they have they shown you through half a season that they're 100% going to go on a run? Like, I don't think so, but anything could happen. Yeah, there's a lot of things we could probably dive into, but I think we'll leave that to rest for well, a little bit. Because do you want to do you want to talk about their last three games? A little skid they've been on. Yeah, they're four and three in the month of January. Their three wins came in the California road trip versus the Kings. Obviously, the Ducks and San Jose. They beat San Jose twice. Yeah, they beat San Jose twice um, this calendar year, I guess, in 2024. But the other losses, one goal losses, blown leads, disappointing efforts. Question marks in that, question marks on defense, question marks in the top six. They've juggled their lines. It's not that they, going into the year, I like their signings. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think we all agreed that it was like, okay, you have Bertuzzi, you have Nyes, and you have Domi. That's an upgrade over the wingers they've had in the past. They just have not been performing. That That's straight up. Like, yeah. all of them have single Domi's goal. been better as of late, has he not? Yeah, he's been better, but like. It's but like, he only has four goals, right? Yeah, he has more assists than Austin Matthews, which is concerning a little bit from Matthews' side. But um, <laughs> Matthews is going for the Cy Young. It's the goals that are not going in for Nyes, Bertuzzi, Domi, and you kind of need that when we get to the playoffs and you need crunch time and you need goals from your depth. And that's been the problem I've been talking about and hammering home Buddy, for the, the last the, couple the years. The Nyes glazing going into the year was crazy. Yeah, and I had a hot take going like, the year. He was going to oh get like God. 20 goals, and it's just like, it's not, he has, it's not that he's he playing 16 bad. Points. Yeah. It's just not that he's not playing bad. It's just like if you're in on Matthews and Marner's line, you need to start producing. Like it's simple equation. You're on the first line, you need to start scoring goals. He makes good plays. Don't get me wrong. He forechecks, stick lifts, whatever he wants to do. But like you're on the first line, you just need to start scoring. Right. And 
it, these guys do not benefit from power play at all because like it's a two minute drill every time, which is actually I think worse for the team because as I just stated, when it gets to playoff time and you can't get goals from other guys, this is why you don't get goals. They don't get power play time. They don't get the time on ice they need because the other players are taking it and because they're getting paid like top 10 players in the league, which is why they're getting paid and playing so much ice time. So there's a lot of critiques, a lot of nitpicks I could go through, but it's just, it's the same song and dance with the team, unfortunately, year after year, right? So I mean, they've just, they've looked so much worse this year yeah, than years past. So now I'd be like, do, do you think, I don't think he gets fired in season. Do you no. think Keith is do you think if they stumble, let's say they make the playoffs, they stumble in, but they but they lose in the first round. Is he gone? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. The thing is they just extended him. <laughs> yeah, but that's more right. of a, they only gave him two years. Like that's that was more like a security, like, okay, your job secure. You so know, there wasn't. So we don't yeah. want we don't want the media asking a thousand yes, questions yes, every day exactly. about it. That's what the contract was. Because if they had full force it would have been like okay here's a three or four year deal yeah fair like not a two-year deal in my opinion that's true fair enough uh anything else you wanted to, to hit on like samsonov was on waivers through this time and i don't know i didn't see the game against detroit i don't know how we, I, we didn't really I, watch either but, um, i saw the i saw the one goal that i saw the one goal that sprong scored and it was like what are you doing he was like flopping everywhere but i don't know anything else no that's it all right, um, we'll move on to Flamesland. There's been news, nothing huge uh, over the past month, I guess. The the biggest piece of news we'll get to is Oliver Shillington. Um, reassigned to the Wranglers. It was uh, last week, uh, first week of January. They reassigned him. Uh, huge news, honestly. And we like there came a point this year when like after training camp, I think it was like October November, it was like, man, like this guy's just like never gonna play again. Uh and then out of nowhere, he had showed up in practice and was like, Oh wow, like he's practicing. And then yeah, he got reassigned to the Wrangler. So he did play his first game in almost two years uh last week. And from everything I read and everybody I've talked to said he played pretty well. Um they gave him some some rest the next day because um obviously it was his first game in two years. They said he was a little sore. So still trying to work some kinks out there, but uh, they were able to extend his conditioning stint. Uh, so he'll probably play another few games for the Wranglers. And then I imagine at some point, uh, maybe in the next month or so, he gets back with the Flames and, and starts playing. So um, honestly, it's great. I'm really happy that he's going to be playing. Hopefully it's the, the Flames have missed him. You know, I, I think they've missed kind of his speed and um, ability to kind of break the puck out and his puck skills on the point. It's kind of just been non-existent for the past you know year and a bit. So um happy for Oliver as a person, first and foremost. So it's it's awesome that he's that he's gotten back. Uh Pelche was also reassigned to the Wranglers. So uh he could be nearing a return as early as the next month as well. So that, again, that's something big. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. uh him and his French buddy Huberto can re-up the connection that they had last year. Um, and this is the one that made everyone lose their shit. Uh, Noah Hannafin, the Flames are apparently talking contract again. Hmm. Um, and according to Eric Francis, he believes that a deal is going to get done. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so split down the middle on this because I don't know. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, embrace the tank. 
move him. You can get a big package for him. But on the other hand, I'm also like, he pretty is good a defenseman. Good, yeah. He's a good player. And you know what? It took Hannafin a while to finally kind of come into his own. And you, you guys have known me. I've hated this guy for the past. I hated him when they got him. And I was like, he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. But all due respect, he has figured it out. And he's become a really good top four defenseman. He's having a hell of a year this year. They're hard players to find. Guys who can skate, move the puck, have the offense like he does, and he's not a bad actual defender, they're hard to come by, which is why I'm a little hesitant on moving him. He's only 26. He'll be 27 next week. So it's not like this a guy in his 30s, and it's not like he's going to be what's hope. It's not the start of his decline if they sign him. Hmm. My issue is the number. That yeah. has been thrown around as like seven and a half million. Like, are what? <laughs> like, you know, my whole thing is he doesn't. You do, he doesn't go over Uyghur. I think Uyghur at six two five is perfect. I I don't think he's better than Uyghur. I don't think anyone thinks he's better than Uyghur. That would be my kind of threshold. But then on the other side, it's like, yeah, you can get. I look at what Hampus Lindholm went for a couple years ago. It was a first or second and uh, Vakaninen. You're all vaccinated. I think that's a pretty good template of what you can bring in for Hannafin, right? He's 20, like I say, he's in 27, good puck moving defense, but I think a lot of teams can use him. Is that sign and trade or trade and then they do whatever they want with them? Yeah, it'll probably be like they trade him, but they talk to him before, and then it just gets done. Like Lindholm, yeah. I think it was like they signed, they traded him, and then it was like, oh, he signed. It's like, okay, cool. Um, so I don't I don't know like I, I'm so I'm like I said I'm so split down the middle on it I, I don't know like I wouldn't hate it if they signed him uh, but I I think I'm still more like trade him um, but I I don't know uh, Francis believes it's gonna get done I think if I had the ballpark it I think it's gonna get done unfortunately I Lindholm I think is gone and I think Tanev's gone I, I don't think there's any in what inkling of, in a trade or free agency? No, 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 no. I, it, Conroy, I think, will stick to his word about the upcoming UFAs. He was adamant about it when they made him GM, and he, they interviewed him um, a couple weeks ago, and he was the same thing. He's like, I'm not going to have another Johnny Gaudreau situation, especially if they're kind of where they're they said 22nd in the league. They're not necessarily like, I know they're only four points out, but they're not in first place. It's not like it, the Gaudreau situation is – completely different because of how good the team was right so um i don't know we'll see i i don't love the idea of signing him but i don't hate it um i think a lot of teams can use a noah hannafin uh markstrom injured dustin wolf recalled mm. we don't know what the injury is brian huska says it won't be long give wolf some games go from there and <laughs> do we want to talk about the all-star game because <laughs> it's ridiculous why is elias Lindholm going <laughs> why why up his trade value? Sure, it should have been Blake Coleman. It should have been Coleman, or it should have been Mark. Schell. Dude, I can name five guys on the Flames who should have been. Oh, over Ledholm? Yeah, I would. I would yeah. have sent over Ledholm. I'm thinking Naz. off the top of my head. Coleman, Naz, due to the fact that it's in Toronto, mm. and the league loves Naz. They love marketing that guy. So Coleman, Naz, I would have sent Weger over Ledholm, Markstrom, Markstrom for sure. Markstrom's been great. Like, fuck, why mm-hmm. couldn't they get this version of Markstrom last year? They would have made the playoffs no problem. Um, Backlund? Like, I don't know. Like, 
over Lindholm? Like, Sharon Govich, you missed him. Sharon Govich, like yeah, the Mr. <laughs> Mr. Has more points than Toffoli, apparently, or some shit. <laughs> Fucking crazy, but I don't know. Like the All Star Game's a joke. I, I don't know who comes up with, with this. Like <laughs> I Coleman's don't know about either. to score twenty. Like fuck, I don't know. But uh, the Leafs have what five guys going? Good for them. Understandable. It's in, Tor- it's in Toronto. Like right. I, I said it from the beginning. I was like, the Leafs are gonna have fucking it's on their whole team. But Vancouver has four. Vancouver does have four. Like yeah. I would say, rightfully so, they should have that. I, I guess. Going. Like like Patterson, Hughes, and Miller are all on pace for over a hundred points. And then and, I, and I think Besser's close. Oh, sorry, there's Besser's five on- then. Oh, Demko. Yeah. Yeah, they do have five. That's 10 players from two Canadian teams that like other Canadian teams don't necessarily like. And then Jason Dickinson, baby. Is he going for <laughs> Chicago? No, I don't know. Most likely, what the hell else is going to go? Well, they still have Bedard. I wonder if he's just going to like show up and like, I don't know, he's skating not partake in so... anything. Yeah, yeah and maybe. People were, and they pe- forced and people him back. Were... Like, you need to market you more. Get back out there, you fuck. Buddy, and people were freaking out. Oh, my God, he's skating a week after jaw surgery. It's like, I didn't know that affected his legs. Yeah. It's like the there, there was a Steven Stamco story. He was talking about uh, Brad and Bugsy Malone. And he's like, he got hit in the face with a puck. And Malone would always say, are your legs broken? Are your legs broken? <laughs> so it's like, same thing. It's like, people are like, oh, my God, Bedard's back. I'm like, dude, like, it's his legs are fine. His hands are yeah. fine. There's his fucking face. I don't know. But I can't wait to watch Boone Jenner in the All-Star game over. Dude, he's on IR right now. How are you going to watch him? He hasn't. He Wait, is he injured again? He's been on the IR for like two months. Oh, so he has. I thought he came back. I don't know. Did he? Like, I don't think and if so. he did, he's not the doing anything. What the fuck is he so. going? Like, I know Johnny Gaudreau has had a bad year. I'd much rather watch Johnny Gaudreau than fucking Boone Jenner. Yeah. Why is it Fantilli going? I don't understand. Yeah. Even like, like, no, like, absolutely no disrespect to Tom Wilson because he's had a good career. Why the fuck are you? I, okay. To be fair, would Ovi gone? Probably no. not. But you couldn't have sent like anybody else. I don't know Boone if there's anyone else. <laughs> 18 points in 29 games, and he's an all star. Sorry, is it Wilson? No, Boone. <laughs> <laughs> I love the NHL. Never feel a disappointment. I don't know. There was some snubs. Like, Rantanen's not going. Did Panarin get in? Panarin said he couldn't go, but. Oh, he's suspended. Yeah, no, Jenner's last game kid, was December eighth. How did they pick him, dude? Hyman's not going. Point. Hyman's not going. Point's not go- yeah, there's some really good players. Brat. Yeah, it's like insane. Like what the fuck? Like Georgiev, don't get me wrong. He leads the league oh in wins, but his, eight, his save percentage is like eight nine. Dude, eight, there's nine, no eight, shot no. that many people voted for him. No, exactly. Yeah. That's no I mean. shot. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The jerseys are terrible, too. Oh, my God. Maybe the worst of all time. This is going to be the worst All-Star game to ever happen. And it's, like, in a place where it should be good. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I can't. The players are all going to go, do I want to go to fucking Cancun or do I want to go to Toronto where it's minus 30? (laughs) Everyone uses Cancun. No, you see Oliver Bjorkstrand? He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to San Diego. Dude, he looked thrilled, man. He looked thrilled. He was going. Yeah, you're going to the All-Star game. Why would they post that video? He looks they so We saw that reaction. Like, we need to post that. Yeah, it looks like he wants to cry. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I got to cancel my trip then. Great. He posted he yeah. canceled his Airbnb. Like, 
Okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a shitty all star game, but whatever. It's always shit. Uh, let's talk about the big news, shall we? Mm-hmm. Cutter Gauthier, Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. Holy shit! So if it's you're living under a rock, if you're living under a rock, Cutter Gauthier, who was a star for the states of the World Juniors, who won. Not surprising. I think everyone had them winning. Didn't want to play in Philly. So he requested, uh, well, he didn't, sorry, he didn't request a trade. He just told Philly I'm not playing there. They traded him for Jamie Drysdale in a second round pick. Could this be, this could very possibly be a win win for both teams. We have to see. Both players were too young and Gochay obviously hasn't played yet. Mm-hmm. But I think Philly, with the circumstances, did well. Yeah, very well. And I think yeah, Drysdale, yeah. if Drysdale can stay healthy, which he's only played one game in Philly and he's already injured. Yeah. But if he stays healthy and they can get him on track with his development, yeah, this can be a real win-win for both teams, especially if Carter Gauthier is as good as people are saying he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really came kind of came out of nowhere. And then like yeah. the whole kind of like politics of it, like – it just made no sense. Like, I don't know what would have happened in the year that he got drafted. Yeah. Apparently he didn't go like all this information came out after, like he didn't go to like their development camp. Like I think it was, he like, didn't go last, last year. So like this past yeah. summer, he didn't go. Yeah. This past summer he didn't go. And then there was like no word on nothing. He was at college playing. So it's, it's not like he needs a contract right now. He's committed to playing at school right now. And then like all of a sudden he just like ghosts, like, Briere and stuff like it just it's kind of like you can do that but like I, I just don't know what the reason was like so he, he said at the draft that like he's like I can't wait to be a flyer and then like 18 months later he's like I'm never playing for you again or like not playing for you ever okay so I saw a video that kind of I, I don't know how real it is but uh spent check what's interviewed Scott Hartnell and they asked him about it and basically from the words of Scott Hartnell he said at the end of last season, at the end of Cutter Goche's college season last year, he wanted to sign. Mm-hmm. Danny Briere was obviously the new GM at the time, and he said, look, we'll sign you, mm-hmm. but I'm not guaranteeing you a spot. Like, if you come into camp and you make the team, great. But if you don't make the team, we're sending you to the AHL. We're sending you to Lehigh or wherever their AHL team is. He said, like, I'm not going to guarantee you a spot, but, like, we want we want to sign you. Um, but I think Friedman also mentioned there were some bonuses in there that might have put them over the cap. So I think they were waiting on that too. And apparently that pissed Goche off and his agent basically told the team, don't contact us. Don't come watch him. He's done with you guys. And they never heard back from him after that was after the world championships. Hmm. Yeah. They told them Last that. Year, yeah. <laughs> that was it. So um, very petty. yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to say the least and, I don't know. I, I don't know if they got to fix the college loophole thing because it screws over teams and, you know, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Even if they draft you at a junior and you say you're not going to play for them, it's going to be the same thing, right? You just don't sign. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Thomas, you yeah, anymore? And- or Joe? No, go Joe. I was going to say, like, from the Ducks' perspective, like, I think the fact that they had to wait so long, they remember, like, it was, like, Drysdale and Zegers, they weren't signed, like, when you get to training camp. Because, like, they have Mint Nuke now, who's been really good as, like, a 19, 20-year-old. Yeah, Mintukov, yeah, I butchered his name. And then they have Zellweger, who's still there. So, I think they they have uh, They have someone else coming. And Gustav Lidstrom. What are you talking about, Joe? 
Uh, and they have they have another guy. They have another guy coming. I just can't remember his name. They yeah, have, they, have, those they, are, have another, they have another guy coming. So their yeah, blue line looks see, great. Exactly. Yeah, they had the leverage where it's like, okay, Philly. I don't even know what Philly's D system looks like, so it's probably weaker. So that's why, like, that's why it could be a win-win because, like, Drysdale again still young enough to develop, and he just needs to stay healthy. And then, like, Gautier, like. That Ducks team, they better be good because they've been awful, awful for four to five years, and they've accumulated a ton of prospects and picks. They got to do something with it now because they're still awful this year again. Like, and I know Zegers has been hurt, and like you know Carlson's a rookie, whatever. But the next like two to three years, they have to take a step because they've been bad for a long time, <laughs> and that could like seep into like the guys coming up, like. Zegris has been there for like three to four years. All he's known is losing and stuff like that. Like it's a culture. Well, it's all of them so. though, right? It's like every single <laughs> yeah. one of the guys in that organization. It's like, does Jacob Soferberg remember what winning is? Yeah. Dude, I when Honestly. the Flames put dude, when the Flames played the Ducks before Christmas, I was like, I for, I forgot about him. I was like, holy fuck, he's still on this team. Like, Jesus, he's been here forever. But yeah, it's Same a good center core they have there for now, but I holy think, shit! Like I, I think Zegers is very close to leaving uh, that team for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder about him. I don't know. I don't wonder. I have an inside guy. source. Don't worry. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! That's why it took so long to take the contract. My my cousin lives in California. They don't like him. The organization. Yeah, I don't and think there's he no secret. He he's been injured twice this year. He doesn't seem like yeah. a Pat Verbeek guy. And I think, and I wonder if getting Gauthier was like, there was like the plan all along that they only wanted the Prism, right? Because mm-hmm. this this whole yeah. negotiation has been going on for a while, so they must have known that they were yeah. close to getting Gauthier, and that was the reason they were probably hesitant signing Zegers long-term. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's, like, I get it, like, but I don't know. I, I think Zegers is overrated, but I don't think he's bad. No, I think he, I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's amazing. I think he's somewhere in the middle. I think yeah. he's at peak a seventy-five to eighty-point player at peak, mm-hmm. but he's got a. I don't know. I would take depending on the price. I would fucking take him to Calgary. I think they get a roster player for him personally, not prospects picks. I first. think it would be like, yeah. a roster player and a pick. Yeah, I think it would be a high pick. It would be a first. Like I know he's had a bad year, but it's like you look at his first two years in the league and it was 61 points and 65 points on a really bad ducks team. Like there's potential with Zegris. I th- I think it's just, I think teams are cautious because they don't like his, his, like it's not even his, I don't even think he has his a bad aura. attitude. Like it's just, yeah, it's not even, it's like he has a bad attitude. I've never no. seen videos yeah. of Zegris where it looks like he's a bad attitude. I just, he's outgoing. Right. And NHL teams don't like that. But I like I I don't love Zegers, but like hell, if like he was available, I'd be like, at least check in on him, like see mm-hmm. what the price yeah. is. Like that's a good player. You know? Okay, Ken Hughes will swoop in and complete his 2019 <laughs> draft. <laughs> He's gonna trade Slavkovsky for him. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Yeah. So that's it for me. Yeah. Do we want to? Is there anything else we want to add? <laughs> Where we go? What else? Flurry passes. Uh, yes, that's right. Second yes. all time and wins. So good for him. The shutout. You see yeah. the he, you see he tried. While, but he got see, you see he tried to take on the whole team the other night. He did. He like went out to play a puck. Like 
it was like in the corner. Oh yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. trying to like hit guys. <laughs> yeah. He's you know what like he may not be very good anymore. He's actually having kind of kind of a good year, but he's fucking hilarious. Um, is there anything else we wanted to? I know been a month. Anything else? <laughs> well, USA won gold in <laughs> World Junior. Oh yeah, biggest surprise. Yeah, I called it, guys. Sweden chokes again. They <laughs> called me a madman. Um, yeah. So um, we're going to try and get back on a consistent basis here. Hopefully it won't be a month. Uh, but that uh, will do it for this one. Uh, we will get back to players in the week and all that next time. So um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Brain Leaf Pod. We will see you guys in the next week.